Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. Have you ever thought my marriage would be a lot easier if my spouse had a personality more like mine? If so, you're not alone. I think we've all had moments where something about our spouse's personality annoys us. Today, we're talking about what you can do in those moments when your spouse's personality drives you nuts. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. So, Ted, you've taken a personality test for work before, right? Yeah, it turns out I don't have one. <laughs> oh, I know that's not true. I did. Oh, yes. I forget the name of it. Was it? The Enneagram. The, I don't think it was that one. IMDB. Yeah. No, the, was it the Myers-Briggs? Sure. Was, okay. <laughs> I think what it showed us is that we should give the office manager a break. Oh, that, that was the, the take purpose away. of it. <laughs> okay, the office manager has a a direct. It just communicates directly. Yeah, and don't be easy with. I feel like maybe it showed you that you're hesitant to take leadership positions. I'm not sure that that's <laughs> awkward <true>. silence. <laughs> awkward silence. Okay, well, I think. Are you saying as the man in this relationship? No, no, I don't. I mean at work. I don't mean at home. Okay. Yeah, I, that that was not intended because that's what I heard. Yeah, that's not what I meant at all. I meant right now. (laughs) (laughs) I meant at work. You do just fine at home. You're right. You're right. Yes. So, okay. Well, I think personality tests are fascinating to take, but sometimes I get overwhelmed by how many different tests there are. There are a ton of tests. Yeah. Like I think two of the most popular ones are ones that we just mentioned, the Meyer Briggs type indicator and the Enneagram test. And the Harry Potter one. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) Which which character are you? Or all the Disney princesses or yeah, I've yet to take that one. It just, yeah, you probably shouldn't take yeah. that one. Well, you know, the Myers-Briggs has been around a long time. I think I, I don't remember if I've ever taken it, but I know it's the one that the leadership program at the grad school that I worked for, they had their students take that. Yes, Regent University. There's a little plug there. We both graduated we both. there with masters. But there are 16 different personality types on that. Like it looks at like extroversion versus introversion. That sounds so weird. Extroverts versus introverts. Mm-hmm. Sensing versus intuition. Thinking versus feeling. Judging versus perceiving. I mean, that's just a little overwhelming, right? And there's tons of questions. Tons of questions. I feel like my personality changes, you know, throughout the day. Sometimes I'm more 
I thought you were going to say throughout life, but yeah, throughout the day. Throughout the day. (laughs) Yeah. Multiple personalities. Yeah. It depends on the time of day. Yeah. And then there's the Enneagram. I mean, we have friends that love it. Absolutely. I think we even took it in small group once. Right. It was like a church thing. Our church is like really- In Georgia. uh, uh, Valuing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I was like a six, which I think is like the loyalist. You're a 10. Nicely played. (laughs) Like, I like to feel safe and secure. That's true. And I can't remember if you were like the five, which is like the investigator or the challenger type eight. No, I I, I like the flow. You're a 10 too. Now, oh my lands. Okay. So I really like, so I went to a like school-aged moms group at our church here in Arizona. Like 10-year-old moms? Yeah. Like moms of school-aged oh, kids. Okay, yeah, I misunderstood. Yeah. No, that's not even funny. It's not funny. Uh-uh. And they talked about, <laughs> I think it was Kathleen Eldeman's work on the four temperaments. You know, like sanguine. Oh, right. And what are the other ones? Melancholy. Yeah. Phlegmatic. Thank you. And then calorics. Is that how you say it? If you've been listening, like cholera. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know pronunciation is not my strength. But her book, A Grown-Up Guide to Kids Wiring, I think that's been super helpful. Mm-hmm. Like with the kids and better understanding some of their temperaments and certain behaviors. But anyway, what does this have to do with marriage? Most of the time in marriage, spouses have different personality types. Like you and I definitely do. Mm-hmm. And because of this, I think that sometimes we start out appreciating and loving those personality differences. But with time, sometimes our different personalities and the quirks that may come with them can start to drive us nuts. Right. Isn't that a cliche? What is the cliche? Uh, Opposite attract. Yeah. I mean, for example, I remember during our first year in marriage, I was really upset at you for something. And I was telling you, I don't remember what it was. No. I was telling you I was really upset and I'm sure it was very animated. Oh, no. And you looked at me very calmly and said, <laughs> you can't make me upset too. <laughs> Something to that effect. No, I'm pretty sure that was your exact words. <laughs> yeah. You seemed like you refused to even engage me in it, which made me even more mad. Yeah. I probably wouldn't do that now. It's it's the, the set of tools I had in my toolkit at the time as a, a young married guy. We're limited, but I think... really married guy, I should say. But I mean, when we face conflict now, once I'm ready to talk about it, I can be animated. Wow. You can shut down a little bit. A little bit, just because I'm listening and don't, and, and want to make sure that my response is productive. Yeah, so I think it's some of our personality, too, affects... And because I'm in denial. That. You're in denial. No, don't want to acknowledge. Yeah, so I mean, I've come to understand since then that you know, your personality and emotional processes are different from mine. Oh, so much different. And I might not always like it, but I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, good. it's good to be aware of it. Right. You know, and it's no accident that we aren't all identical in our mental and emotional tendencies. I mean, the story of creation shows us that God loves diversity, right? Absolutely. Like he intentionally designed us different from one another. Mm-hmm. But when the differences of God's creation meet the brokenness of our fallen world, things can get complicated complicated huh yeah what do you mean well you know these differences in how we're wired can annoy and wear on us and as a result we might find ourselves in conflict with each other when frankly we don't need to be and you know if we're a follower of christ we're instructed to do our best to get along with others you know when paul was speaking to christians in the early church he wrote 
if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That's yeah. Romans twelve eighteen. Yeah, I feel like uh, also adding to that, uh, you know, don't throw your pearls before swine. Right. It's kind of related because that, that verse is saying, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you. But if some people are not able to be, not able to get along with you, well, just let it go. Right. Let well, it go. This is going to be a total tangent here. But wasn't it Gary Thomas had a book on toxic people and he talked about how sometimes Jesus just walked away rather than engaging people oh, right. if it wasn't going to, it's, if they weren't receptive, if it was What's fruitless. the place? It's not worth my time. Right. Wow. Can you imagine God saying to you, you're not worth my time. I'm going to walk away. Well, I don't know. I don't know that he's saying that person wasn't worth his time, but maybe he knew it wasn't going to make a difference at that moment. That's a good point. That's absolutely a good point. I mean, that's an excellent book by Gary Thomas, but we're not talking about toxic, toxic people. Yeah. Uh, so what can you do when parts of your spouse's personality drive you nuts? Here are three things that we found helpful or I found helpful. And this is just hypothetical. This is not like stuff you've actually had to struggle through in our relationship. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Definitely. one, consider your spouse's upbringing and past influences. Of course, that makes it less. Yes. Like when we were first dating, you were perpetually 10 to 20 minutes late. I mean, one time you were two hours late. <laughs> but I mean, your tardiness drove me crazy. Like, if I'm not early, I feel late. Yeah. So. And I've changed. I have changed. Yeah. I mean, you still sometimes are running a little late. Like I was talking to one of our girls uh-huh. I will, who will remain nameless. And they were like, yeah, if it's like it's time to go, like I'm ready to go no matter what. I'll be like, OK, let's jump in the car. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're like, oh, we got to leave in five minutes. Let me take a quick shower. but i mean so you still have some time management things but you're much better than you were back then so what did we discover how did how what was my upbringing my influences that attributed to my being a little late sometimes yeah one i mean you lived in mexico i did they're almost a year have a very different they handle time differently right hawaii's like that too i remember once uh there was a church meeting and somebody said yeah show up at the church at five in the morning it's a prayer meeting i was like shh that sounds great. So I show up at five and I'm in an empty church building for like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like we were going on a, a bus trip somewhere and they said meet at the, you know, at the bus station at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I was there and like an hour and a half later, I think this is in Columbia. I spent a couple of months there too. Hour, like an hour and a half later, everybody finally shows up and we leave. Which is crazy. It's wild, but it's, and while I was in it, experiencing it, I came to see, I came to sort sort of flow with it. Right. But. Because what else can you do? Right. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists. The way we measure time social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. 
Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. But in our culture now, here in the States, punctuality is valued. Yeah. I've gotten better. I remember my, uh, I showed up late to band practice at church. And Eric, the the leader of the band, worship pastor, he 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 gave me a stern, you know, don't be late. You're making you're making everybody fall behind by you're being late. Right. Well, and when it comes to performance things, if you're what if you're early, you're late. If you're on time, you're fired. Is that kind of the? Isn't that the saying? I've heard if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Oh. If you're late, you're fired. Okay, I guess we've heard two different ones, yeah. or maybe I just got it wrong. But I mean, I also remember when your dad was still alive. I remember them, your dad and your stepmom coming to visit once, and we were all ready to go, and your dad was still getting ready. Hiring. Yeah, so it also could be just an upbringing thing. Right. You know? So, but, okay, so something about my personality that I think still drives you nuts is my verbal processing. Like, I can be repetitive when I'm processing a situation, and I think that's just part of my personality. I've had, I've had to, like work on that a little bit but i remember early in our relationship you'd be like you already said that three times right and then you figured out okay she's gonna say it at least three times while she's trying to cycle through process it maybe one of the times you cycle through it'll it'll spark something right well so i think that one thing we can do when something about our spouse's personality is driving us nuts is to take a moment to consider their birth order, formative years, past experiences, you know, how they're different than ours. Right. Like you were, you were first born, I'm last born. Right. I'm a first born girl. That does affect your personality. Exactly. It does. Yeah. I mean, they say that these are the, our personality, like first born girl and last born boy is like a great combination. I think it works. So, and I think, you know, when we consider another's, you know, present actions, like how we're acting now in the context of our past, mm-hmm. it just helps give us insight that we've previously lacked. And I want to add that I think there is a place for self-reflection. What I mean by that is this, you know, say I'm doing something, Ted, that is consistently driving you nuts. Right. I shouldn't simply justify whatever it is as, quote, a part of my personality. Right, that you just have to deal with it. I just crunch loudly. Yeah, I just don't crunch near you anymore (laughs) anyway. But I mean, I really should take some time to step back and ask myself things like, okay, is this attitude or behavior healthy or is it unhealthy? If it's unhealthy and even sinful, then I shouldn't justify as part of my personality. Instead, I should consider what changes need to be made. Right. So, for example, in my case, in our circle, in our culture, the one in which we find ourselves being late is kind of disrespectful. Somebody else is telling us. Yeah. And that's how I felt when when you were running late. And I think sometimes I can get too verbally carried away with whatever I'm processing and it turns into too much venting and maybe I need to pull back. So I think that's an area I can continue to grow in, too. I mean, I might still say things three things, three times, but maybe not six. 
<laughs> you know, and I also think, you know, we can ask ourselves, is this attitude or behavior, you know, is the toll that it's taking on our marriage worth the cost and the conflict that it's causing? Or are we willing to make changes for the good of our relationship? That's alliteration. Cost and conflict that it's causing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So just because it's part of our personality doesn't mean it's automatically okay. Because we're all broken, imperfect individuals, and none of us are beyond the need for change. At least the two of us. Right. Okay. So two. Yes. Respect your spouse's individual wiring, even when you don't understand it. Okay. So I think it's super easy to get annoyed when our spouse has a very different way of doing something. Like maybe it's loading the dishwasher or the way that they drive. They don't use cruise control as much as. (laughs) I love cruise control. No. Or, you know, their parenting or vacation style. We talked about vacation styles recently. And I think personality conflicts can often happen in marriage when we put too much emphasis on our way being the right way. And when we do that, I think we often fail to respect, you know, the individual way that our spouse is wired. You know, you have nothing. No, I I got nothing. Yes. (laughs) Affirm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if the thing gets done, who's to say that one way is inherently better than the other? Right? Right. So when our spouse is driving us nuts with how they're doing something, how can we respect their individual wiring? I think we can ask ourselves a few things. How can I compromise and make room for my spouse's unique personality in this situation? Let me give an example of this. And I was going to say compromise is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that you are compromising your integrity or your whatever. It's what you got to do in a relationship where they're two or two people. Yeah. I well, say two or more, but in this instance, no, two. Keeping. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking back to when our kids were little, we would go to the store and you would be like, oh, right. Oh, show me what you what you think is cool. What tool? Well, they would run over to like a, a, a you know, a, a display of like little toys or whatever. They start going over there and you might be like, oh, no, let's not do that. We don't have, we, we're not going to be getting anything today. Or I'll be like, we're just looking. We're not going to buy it. Like, that's the first thing I say. I'd be like, yeah, show me you like. Maybe maybe we'll we'll get you something like that for your birthday sometime. That used to annoy me because I thought it was giving them expectations that might not be met until I started to think about it. And you were just dreaming with them. You were taking, you were being part of their excitement Mm -hmm. while I was being a killjoy. Sometimes it doesn't work. Right. Cats, for example. Yeah. We've had kids get very upset because... Couldn't bring home a cat. Yeah. Lovely. So, okay. Also, we can ask ourselves, instead of focusing on the annoyances, what are the characteristics I appreciate about my spouse's personality? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, taking the time to pause and focus on our spouse's God-given strengths, which are most likely different from our own, you know, helps us better respect how God has wired the other person. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be married to me if I was just like you. No, that would be boring. That would be boring. <laughs> you can play, oh, my lands. How old are you? <laughs> okay, three. Yes, I'm three. All right. Pick your spouse instead of picking a battle. Oh, that's clever. That's the title of an article. Maybe. Maybe I'll write one someday. So I think that sometimes the bothersome personality annoyances in marriage simply aren't worth the battle. Absolutely. You know, often we choose to move a bothersome thing to the conversational front burner because it drives us nuts, but it doesn't improve our relationship most of the time to do that. It just feeds our need to have things a certain way. Like recently, my go-to line has been, I've decided to just stop fighting things, you know, 
I mean, I said that when what our oldest daughter came in and told us that she had put her thrift. She said, oh, that garbage bag in the freezer that has my jacket I got at the thrift store in it. And I was like, um, she goes, it was Papa's idea. It was my idea. So I read somewhere that like when you buy flour, it might be a good idea to put it in the freezer for a week in case there are things in there that want to uh, grow into living creatures. It's kind of gross to think about. Well, yeah. And in the freezer. Right. But so Olivia mentioned it and I was like, that's a great idea. So I said, let's get a garbage bag, put your coat in there, put it in the freezer. Well, five years ago, I would have been like, yuck, no, we're not doing that. Take it out. But this time I was like, okay, I'm just not going to fight it. And it's still there. It's still there. I think it needs to be there like a week or so. Just make sure if there's any living creatures in it. And I mean, that's not something I would do, but there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And if one of the creatures gets out and gets into the food, we're going to cook it anyway. I don't want to think about that. (laughs) That is disgusting. Yeah, but if I fought it, I would just be fighting for my preference. You know, not because it's morally wrong to put a garbage bag with a coat in the freezer. That's, That's the line you don't hear in any podcasts. <laughs> okay, so really wrong to put a coat. In that I freezer. think when it comes to being annoyed by you know our spouse's personality quirks, because that's definitely a quirk. My um, endearing. Most of them. Okay. Most of them are. Yes, I can think of another one that I do that drives you nuts. By the way, well, the one where you're talking and then you turn the other way and then I can't hear you, and I love to know what you're saying. Okay, that was- I can't hear you. I'm like, you know, I can't hear you. I'm. That was, exhausting trying to understand what you're saying. That was not the one I was going to say, but I'm suddenly realizing a pattern that all of my quirks that annoy you have to do with communication. Because the one I was thinking, that's yeah. I did not realize that till this moment. Because I want to know what you're saying, what you have to communicate. You get so annoyed if I start a sentence and don't oh. finish it. And sometimes I don't finish it because I'm not sure how to finish it. <laughs> And I'm not sure how to finish it either. <laughs> right. But apparently if I didn't finish it, then it wasn't so worth finishing. start a sentence and then. Yeah. And then you're like, and what? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, well, that's flattering well, then, right? I don't I want to understand. Well, if I, if I look at it from that perspective, yes. yes. Yeah, twist it. Up. It is. Well, no, no, that's good. That's actually helpful. We're having a moment here. A moment. That's, that's extremely mm-hmm. helpful. That's angelic singing. <laughs> okay, so yes. the majority of the time, I think when it comes to these like personality quirks, I'm not talking about sin or, you know, immoral behavior, but just personality quirks that bug us. I think it makes sense to apply the wisdom of Proverbs 19.11, which says good sense makes one slow to anger. Sure. Good sense. There's a second half of that verse, but. I'm just reading the first half. So you're taking it out of context. No, I'm not taking it out of context. I'm just using the first part of it. <laughs> Go look it up. Put it in context. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's still up. Okay. Yes. So to recap, what can you do when your spouse's personality is driving you nuts? One, consider your spouse's upbringing and past influences. Two, respect your spouse's individual wiring, even when you don't understand it. Three, pick your spouse instead of picking a battle. Excellent. Yeah. I thought we were going to have another awkward silence there. No. So, all right. Us time challenge time? Let's do it. All right. I think it would be fun for those of you listening to pick one of the popular personality tests out there and take it with your spouse. The Harry Potter one is very popular these days. No, actually, it's not. No, it's not as 
it's probably something what is popular right now star wars is always popular maybe there's this is wednesday in adam's oh, the adam's fish brian adam's yeah probably that's probably a popular or well, maybe do a legitimate here. one yeah maybe do like one that yeah, we talked yeah. about that doesn't have like 150 questions did you hear me say earlier i said an imdb test <laughs> <laughs> very nice you don't know what that is that's a movie database <laughs> I'm deep. <laughs> Which I use all the time when we're watching That's things. That's my I'm personality like, test. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my lands. All right. Well, take a personality test and then talk about your results and share something positive about your spouse's personality that now makes more sense to you. Very good. Good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.